Hello, I'm Amanda Taylor, and this is My First Name is Agent, a regular report of my journey to watch all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm doing some special edition episodes and revisiting all the Spider-Man movies from before there even was an MCU. Today's topic is Spider-Man. It sounds insane to say it like that and have it mean something, but in 2002, there was one Spider-Man, and it was this one. I saw the movie soon after its release, after talking about it so nonstop that my dad finally took me to the theater, I think in hopes that I would pipe down about this spider guy. I definitely credit my dad for allowing me to enter this universe, which was the first time I had seen a comic book movie, for real, and my first introduction to Spider-Man. He's probably not thrilled about that since he grew up in the 80s where nerds read comics and my dad was not a nerd. From the opening credits, with the Danny Elfman score sweeping around some pretty boring images of names on spiderwebs, I felt my spidey senses tingling. I was about to finish 7th grade in 2002, and my preteen self knew that something had changed while watching this movie. It was the dawn of a new era, to be honest, when comic books and fantasy novels were about to become the coolest part of pop culture, but that hadn't actually happened yet. When I went back to school, absolutely obsessed with Peter Parker... It was the most me I'd been in ages. The boy I had a crush on told me he was Spider-Man and won a Spidey toy for me at a carnival. I dyed my hair red. My whole life was Spider-Man. I felt, and I mean this, amazing. And here's why. This movie does not pull punches. It's violent and tragic and has some truly harsh moments, but it's also Spider-Man. He calls his nemesis Gobby at one point. He whoops and hollers his way through the streets of New York City, whipping away while truly enjoying his powers. He says cheese for the camera he set up to take pictures of himself. The montage of him making his costume, writing things like more color in huge letters is laugh out loud ridiculous. He's just such a goof. But I have to say, as much as I love Spider-Man, I share MJ's journey. I fell for the guy in the costume, but realized the person I loved was Peter freaking Parker, because this cast is perfection. Tobey Maguire is excessively attractive, kind of weird looking, but in a way that I found appealing and still do. Kirsten Dunst, one of my all-time faves, is killing it in several scenes with Peter where she is flirting hardcore, but in that perfect MJ way where she knows exactly how much he can handle. J.K. Simmons is so good as J.J. Jameson that they're bringing him back. Nobody does crazy like Willem Dafoe, watch The Lighthouse, and his turn as the insane Norman Osborn is terrifyingly delightful. Also, James Franco is here. Rosemary Harris is the perfect Aunt May. She's beautiful, loving, wise, and the right flipping age. The first time I went to New York City, I only wanted to see Spider-Man sights. To this day, even now that I live here, weird, I think of Spider-Man as being New York and New York being Spider-Man. I am fully convinced that I will be looking up one day and see him swing by. I work right by St. Patrick's Cathedral, and if I look out the window from my office, I can see the rooftop garden at Rockefeller Center where Peter drops Mary Jane off after the incident at the World Unity Festival. It's kind of surreal. I feel like I live in my favorite movie. And since this one came out right after 9-11, there are a couple of pointed New Yorkers stick up for New Yorkers moments that are really nice in between all the, you know, like, crime that Spidey is stopping so much crime. My maybe one and only big complaint about this adaptation of Spider-Man is the decision to make Peter's webbing come out of his body instead of being something he builds. It's very gross. Also, they weren't quite sure what they had yet, and they make mention of some other Spider-Verse characters who actually pop up later, notably Kurt Connors, who fires Peter in this movie, but then is his professor in the third one, when he also becomes the lizard. 
I guess the other complaint I have is that they decided to make it all about Mary Jane. It's really important to me that Peter gets to date all his women before he ends up with Mary Jane. As an adult, I find very little romance in someone staying with their high school sweetheart forever. And then we miss out on seeing good relationships with Gwen and Betty, and then watching him be absolutely floored by the arrival of Mary Jane Watson. Peter is appealing to women, and that should be made more clear. Overall, this is just a really solid setup for what I argue is the best Spider-Man movie of all time, so stay tuned for that discussion. Until next time on My First Name is Agent. <laughs>